0: Hello book lovers! This is Taylor, aka The Bird, from Kiwi and the Bird, and welcome to another Bird Edition episode. If you've been with us for a bit, then you might know that Kimi and I, on occasion, host individual podcast episodes that are either labeled Kiwi or Bird Edition. Kiwi for Kiwi, Bird for your gal here. In today's episode, I'm going to take a few minutes to give my sad book recommendations for our Summertime Sadness giveaway that we're hosting online. And on Instagram, you all gave some fabulous recommendations via our stories that we've included in the giveaway. So if you're in the mood for a good cry, be sure to enter on Instagram at Cuey the Bird. Now, without further ado, let's get to let's get to the heart of this episode, and that is how to break your heart with a sad book. So if you asked me right now, Taylor, What are three, four, five books that you'd recommend right now that broke your heart? Well, let me tell you, they were really easy to think of because they did, in fact, break my heart. So I'm going to start things off with We Were Liars, which I noticed a lot of you put for your sad book recommendations on our story. So it looks like all of our hearts have shattered together. Gotta love it. Gotta love crying about a book. Gotta love feeling all of the emotions, I guess. So just as a quick little synopsis, and I will be keeping this episode non-spoiler, but I thought I'd give everyone a little tantalizing taste of the book if they have not read it before. So We Were Liars is a thriller about a girl who once felt close to her childhood friends on her grandfather's private island, but after the incident, things are different. I mean, We Were Liars. Okay, it's going to be hard not to spoil all this, but... The way that one is able to connect to the characters and we were liars and so earnestly feel the depth of their personalities, but even more so than that, their hope. Oh, I mean, it just there's just something about pure, genuine hope that in itself in a story is just kind of heartbreaking because you just no whenever hope is mentioned that the hope is probably going to be taken away in some horrible way that's going to leave you emotionally devastated for the rest of your life and that you're going to think of it on occasion and it's going to take you off guard and you're going to be hit with the emotions all over again. And then you just have to be like, okay, I guess we're remembering this right now. That's the experience one might have when they read We Were Liars. But this is the thing. I've just mentioned long lasting emotional trauma. And yet I'm still recommending this book. So I think, if anything, that's a testament to how good the emotions and the impact that this book has are. It is the fact that it stays with you for so long. And for me, it is the fact that I won't ever read it again, but still have it treasured on my shelf. And I feel like for me, that's a way that I know that that book really had a big impact on me is when I don't want to read it again, ironically. Because that means that I was super connected to the story and that I can't bear, in a sense, suffering it again. But maybe one day, maybe one day, I'll reread We Were Liars. If you're in the mood for a cry, if you're in the mood for a thriller mystery, if you're in the mood for a summertime, summer feeling, BBQ, island, boating, fishing, there's actually no fishing, swimming, then definitely give We Were Liars a try. Okay. Okay. We have to talk about the next book. This book came up in everyone's recommendations on our online story. And when I saw that this person had messaged this book, I had to message them and be like, when I saw this book title, I just wanted to start crying. So the book is Heartless by Marissa Meyer. To sum it up real fast, it is a wondrous Alice in Wonderland retelling about how the Queen of Hearts became the Queen of Hearts. Much like its name, when you read Heartless, you feel heartless afterward because all of your joy and hope and aspirations for life feel like they've been torn out of your chest. I'm just kidding, but it is a really good book. The thing is, is that what I love the most about Heartless is that you do have This super whimsical setting, it's Wonderland, it's the Kingdom of Hearts, it's a beautifully crazy and impossible and upside down setting that meets really beautiful and fun and characterized characters where they just have so much life to them. They have a certain vivaciousness to them. But I also love how they are very Wonderland-esque themselves. They've been very impacted by their world, which makes sense. Wonderland is a very unique place. And so the fact that you have the interesting and the whimsical setting in connection with these really fun, iconic characters, that you get to see Alice in Wonderland in a new light, but then you get this emotional punch that just knocks you off your feet, and you put the book down, and you know that every time you reread it, you're never going to be able to read the ending again, which I do every time. Every time I reread this book, I get to a certain point. I just stop to despair myself then you know you've truly lived. So if you would like to become heartless yourself and have a nice little cry or two, for me, it's not a cry or two, it's a cry or 1,894, then definitely give Heartless by Marissa Meyer a try. Especially because you can also see Heartless as a musical via the Heartless musical, which if you haven't heard about that, go check them out online. I believe their account name is at Heartless the Musical and get a ticket and see the show because then you get to not only have the book break your heart, but then you also get to have the physical version of the book break your heart as well, which that's just fun. That's a double jeopardy in the best of ways. Now the next series, to some it actually might not be that sad, but let me tell you, when I read this series, oh, was I 14, 15? When I read this series at this age, it devastated me in such a way that I did not pick up another book for like three years. I couldn't, I could not recover from what happened in this book. I think it's because I didn't know it was going to end sadly. I didn't know it was going to be a sad book. And so I went into it happy-go-lucky, ready to just blaze through it with joy in my heart, and then I came out shattered, and I'm still shattered, and I haven't ever reread it since. But it is The Infernal Devices by Cassandra Clare. Another brief synopsis, a girl travels to 1800s London to find her brother, only to become wrapped up in the dangerous world of shadow hunters instead. But let me tell you, that summary gives no inclination as to what you're about to get into. And I feel like I kind of have to leave it at that. But also, if you have read this book, reach out to me. We can support one another. We can cry on each other's virtual shoulders and we can pass each other a virtual tissue. So please reach out if you've read this book. I'd recommend it. It broke my heart. Like I said, emotionally devastated me. Didn't pick up another book for years. So it's been a journey with this book. But it also just shows the impact that this book has. And lastly, for my final sad book recommendation, it comes with a caveat because I have actually not read the book. And if you're going, how on earth can you recommend a book you haven't read? I will give the answer that might infuriate some. I have seen the movie and the movie made me cry so hard that I knew I could never read the book. And the book is The Fault in Our Stars. When I watched the Fault in Our Stars movie, I didn't know I had that many tears in my body. But when I watched that movie, they just all came out at the same time and they stayed for hours. I was just crying and crying and crying to the point that I felt like I was melting like the Wicked Witch in Wizard of Oz. And I thought this might be the end. I might never be able to feel an emotion or cry again, but it turns out when I rewatched the movie later, I could in fact cry again just as hard, and that was just the movie, so if you know that's the movie, that the book is even going to be even more just paralyzingly hurtful, but also in the best of literary ways, so yes, even though I haven't read The Fault in Our Stars, and like I said, I don't know if I ever could, just because I know now from visually what happens I don't know if I can handle that mentally then you should definitely give the fall in our stars by John Green a read look Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating all the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters and what do I even say other than hey <sighs> well that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. That's the end of my sad book recommendations. Let me know what you think. Have you read these books? Have you heard things about these books? Or do you have any books that weren't mentioned on Instagram that were included in our giveaway that you need to talk about because they emotionally hurt you? Let's have a therapy session. Let's have a bookish therapy session and let's get it all out there. Let's talk sad books. Let's talk emotions. If you want to reach out, you can either comment in our Spotify Q&A, which if you're listening to this episode on Spotify, you can scroll down on this episode. We ask a question usually every episode that you're welcome to respond to. Or you can just use hashtag birdbrain or hashtag kiwipower on Instagram and Twitter. Hashtag birdbrain is if you want to get my attention. Hashtag kiwi powers if you want to get Kami's attention. But we'll see it nonetheless. So definitely reach out. We'd love to know. For my co-host, we hope you have a wonderful bookish day. And that your next read is full of hope. So that at least, even though we've been talking about sad books, I hope that your next read can give you the opposite emotion of happiness and hope. And remember... Like a library, at cueing the bird, shh, happens.